Welcome to Ask a Wayfinder, an advice and mindfulness podcast for all those who are seeking, those who are stuck, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Dana Wheelis, and I'm a meditation teacher and life coach in Central Virginia. I'm here with another batch of letters to share with you. But with Virginia under stay-at-home orders because of the coronavirus pandemic, I'm recording these episodes at a makeshift studio in my home. I hope you won't mind if you hear a bit of birdsong in the background from time to time. Keep in mind I'm still collecting letters for upcoming shows, so if you have something you'd like me to discuss, please send questions to the email address askawayfinder at gmail.com. Or you can even use our brand new phone voicemail box. Just call 434-288-0965 and tell me what you're thinking. I want to make it as easy as possible to reach out. Let's turn now to our letter, which comes to us from Jen. Here's what she wrote. Dear Wayfinder, My life pre-pandemic had some quandaries. Fundamentally okay, and even good in many ways, but it just wasn't sustainable long-term in terms of career fulfillment and material resources. So I'd been feeling like I needed to make some big changes in career, maybe location, but I was also kind of stuck on how to do that. Now there's a pandemic, which is making it hard to plan anything, much less major life changes like a new career or job or education or training or a new home. And I believe that the higher than usual uncertainty will probably be the norm for the rest of the year, if not for the next few years. What's your guidance? Is this a chance to just chill right out for a while and stop worrying about trying to create change? To just be and see what happens? Explore options without attachment? Pursue learning and see where it takes me? I'd love to hear what you might have to say about this. Dear Jen, you are certainly not alone in feeling like the wind has been taken out of your sails for 2020. Although there is never a good time for a pandemic, COVID-19's emergence was particularly hard on those of us in the United States who had big plans for 2020. Think of it, it's late February, early March. Most of us are just shaking off the winter doldrums and preparing to put into action our New Year's plans. And suddenly the world changed, abruptly and dramatically. It's hard to conceive of how to chart a new course now. While the outer world has changed, I would argue we still have to reckon with our inner world, which is infinitely more powerful. And now that our days are organized very differently, we cannot depend upon the usual coping mechanisms and distractions that used to keep us from dwelling on the discomfort coming from within. Some people are busier and more stressed than ever, and self-care is their growing edge. But for a lot of people, the world is moving much more slowly. There is more time than ever before to sit with the, shall we say, unsatisfying aspects of our lives. Something jumped out at me while reading your letter. You mentioned that you felt some big changes in your life were necessary, but you weren't very specific about what they might be. Now, this might be because you didn't want to spell it all out in an email to an advice podcast. 
But my intuition tells me that something bigger than the pandemic is keeping you directionless. I'm a big lover of words, and one in particular came to mind while I was reading your letter. So it comes from the German, and it's mostly used in ornithology, in the study of birds. So you see, there are some species of bird that migrate long distances solely by instinct. And just before the time comes for them to set out on their journey, they start to act restless. It's like they get itchy through their whole being, but they don't know why. And they flop about and flap their wings, and to the outside observer, they look like they've lost their minds. But what's actually happening is that a kind of switch is being flipped inside of them. And one day, that restlessness will become so uncomfortable that they'll just take flight, and they'll head off in a direction they've never traveled before. So the awesome word for this phenomenon is Zugenruhe. Jen, I'm getting the sense that you have a serious case of Zugenruhe. You're feeling restless, you're feeling big changes looming, but your conscious mind doesn't know what to make of it all. I have a feeling that you also have some pretty strong stories in your mind about what your life should look like or what you're supposed to do to get that new job or find that new place to live. You tell me you were feeling stuck before the pandemic struck and you're wondering now how to proceed, especially when there seem to be more obstacles than there were before. The good news is that you are in the perfect position to go inward and dissolve those inner obstacles now. I'm not saying that you can't make actionable forward progress during a pandemic, but you're definitely not going to make forward progress until you get out of your own way. I want to be clear. I say this with love. I have been there. And Lord knows I will probably be there again someday. That's just life. So here's the deal. Yes, scarcity is a reality. This pandemic is terrible for any number of reasons. It will definitely complicate things that were straightforward before this. But we must be open to the possibility that the great shift we are experiencing will eventually have positive consequences too. Maybe the thing that you are longing for wasn't a reality until now. Maybe all of this restlessness is getting you ready to leave, but the timing isn't quite right yet. So how do you get ready for the next step? Unlike those migratory birds, uh, you can't just follow some genetic autopilot guided by the Earth's magnetic field. Uh, Your pilgrimage will require an inward journey first to discover the true nature of what you desire. It's only when we give our subconscious permission to tell us what it wants that we can start to co-create a new reality. People never believe me when I say this, but that's actually the easy part. As a human being, you have a marvelous imagination that allows you to dream up the most beautiful story you can imagine about your future. And if you allow yourself to daydream about that beautiful future— your body, and your emotions, they'll immediately begin to respond to your imagination as if it were already real. This is powerful stuff, I tell you. No, 
The hard part, the part we all get stuck on, is allowing that dream to be true for us. We have to clear the boulders of disbelief that tell us that our dream is impossible. It's too expensive. It's not feasible. We're too young to do this. We're too old to do that. We, we have to invest years in expensive education to do this, etc. To all of these things, I say, maybe not. When we're feeling stuck, I guarantee you that the primary source of scarcity in our lives is our own damn mind. It's our programming. It's our wounds, our acculturation, our ideas about our own value and our abilities. Now, saying that these roadblocks are internal doesn't make them easy to overcome, not by a long shot. But it does mean that nothing external to us is as powerful as our own resistance. Part of what makes big changes and transformations hard is that we've been told this lie that everything has to be go big or go home. That everyone who dreamed a dream had a perfect idea of what that dream would look like, and they made it happen. And because we're so focused on some great outcome, we don't realize that every daring leap is made possible by a million tiny steps and failures and course corrections. We all start with this nebulous desire for movement, that Zugenrua, and we think that because we only feel the restlessness but we don't have the end game sorted out, there's something wrong with us or wrong with the dream. And that is patently untrue. Start where you are. The destination will take shape only when you completely allow and accept the dream that is pointing you toward it. One of my favorite quotes comes from the writer and comedian John Hodgman. He often says that specificity is the soul of narrative. Jen, it's time for you to get very specific about your dream. Not the outcome, not the new job, the new home. It's not time for that just yet. You aren't completely in touch with what you want yet, and that's okay. Now is the time to dream. And more importantly, now is the time to get very clear on what thoughts and beliefs are standing in the way of that dream. Let me give an example of how we get stuck. Let's say you've always wanted to live near the water. You're living in a pretty landlocked place right now, so whenever you travel, you try to find some place near a river or a lake. There's this calling inside of you, deep down, to wake up every morning and be near a body of water. But you look at your life and all the logistics required to answer that call, and it seems overwhelming and maybe even a bit ridiculous. You quash that dream. You say to yourself, maybe someday, not today. It's not the responsible thing to do right now. You decide that life is okay with a steady current of dissatisfaction. You've barely gotten acquainted with your dream. You've already ruled it out. Jen, the details of your dream are different. But the stalemate is the same. What dreams are you not allowing? What courses have you already ruled out? How are you making the next step too big, too risky, too overwhelming to make forward progress? 
you don't necessarily have to hunker down and wait out the pandemic to get started. I have a meditative exercise to get you started right away. And if it gives you clarity, then I recommend getting out a notebook and writing down those dreams, no matter how silly, how audacious, how quote-unquote unrealistic. Dreams are energy, and energy is what is required to break out of a stalemate. Turn that marvelous mind of yours into an ally. I guarantee that once you get past these inner obstacles and start allowing your dreams to take up space in your life, no pandemic is going to hold you back. There are any number of metaphors we could use to explore the process of feeling stuck or getting unstuck. And I've already used a few in my response. And so when I sit and think about our meditation today, I keep coming back to this amazing visualization of an empty room. An empty room is kind of like what the pandemic has put us in. Stuck in our houses, surrounded by walls, forced to sit with what is. The empty room can feel like a cage. But the empty room is also a very fertile place. It's a place that is waiting to be filled. It's asking for your presence, and it's holding you to allow you to dream. And when I tap into what we all need in this moment of pandemic, when we're all wondering, what will the future bring? What can I do in the future? What am I grieving about what won't happen in the coming months? I want us to just get comfortable in this empty room to see the hard part and the beautiful part. And when I think about how the empty room can help us get unstuck, I think it's important to also survey the room we're in and make sure it's actually empty before we begin to fill it with the things we want in our lives. So finding a comfortable seat, closing your eyes. I want you to take a few deep breaths, preferably in through the nose and exhaling out through the mouth, just to bring you in touch with the body, to settle the mind, and to ground you in the present moment. Finding where your awareness is located in your body. For most of us, that would be in the head. But for some of it, it's a little lower. It might be in the heart or in the gut. Just finding that center of awareness and dropping into it. 
I like to meditate in the heart space when I'm working with creativity. So wherever that center of awareness is in your body, now that you've become acquainted with it, I want you to see if you can shift it and allow it to move to your chest, to your heart space, behind your sternum, just settling into the core of your body. Just feeling how that feels for a moment. First, tapping into any sensations you might be feeling. Is your breath easy? Is it tight? Do you feel heavy, light, warm, cold? Just feeling into your heart. And if you could imagine your heart space, this place in your chest, as a room, what would it look like? Would it be like a Victorian living room with a bunch of curiosities and curios and patterns and texture and furniture and books? Or would it be more of a Swedish modern design with clean, sharp angles and reflected surfaces? Is it a big room? Is it a small room? What's the lighting like? Imagining your heart space as a room. And really tapping into the essence of who you are and how that appears, how that manifests in this room. In some ways, you may find this exercise delightful. You may be super excited to see the things in your room. In some ways, this might be challenging. You may see things in the room that you wish weren't there, things that you wish you had let go of, things that seemingly have to be there, but you don't like them and you don't want them. Imagining that all of the beliefs you hold about yourself are here in this room, represented as objects or shapes in any way that it comes to you. And 
And in this room, there is a little closet. And in that closet are the dreams that you've deferred. The dreams that you've pushed away. The things that you've pushed out of your awareness because you can't deal with them right now. Or whatever reason. They're not out on display. They're not getting your attention. Open that door and let those be a part of your room. And now, no matter how you feel about this room, whether you love it or you hate it or you're confused by it or you're troubled by it or you're excited by it, it's time to clean out the room. It's time to start slowly but surely moving things out, pushing them aside, getting them out of the space, opening it up, pulling all of it out, out of every nook and cranny, every, every book off the bookshelf. You're taking it all out. Objects full of memories, ideas about how things should look, things from childhood, that dress you love but you never wear. We are mentally cleaning out the room in your heart space. Have no fear. There's nothing here that is intrinsically, intrinsically you. So you're not losing anything. You're just opening up the space. Allowing you to see this room from a different perspective. Allowing you to be in the room, perhaps for the very first time, without anything in it. Slowly but surely it takes shape. And now I want you to just step into the empty room in your heart space and take it all in. Feel the walls supporting and holding you. Feel the potency of possibility. Feel all that space ready to be filled with you, with new ideas, new beliefs, new dreams new directions.
what color do you want the walls to be? What shape the ceiling? You get to start again. And once you've really indulged in this marvelous, empty, exciting room, it's time to bring three things back in. They could be things that were already in the room, or they could be new things that you've just come up with. But you're only going to bring three items into the room. And these items are going to represent dreams that you want to pursue. Things that light up your joy compass and give you a sense of excitement about the future. So what will those three things be? Once you've chosen your three new items, place them wherever you would like in the room and set an intention to allow them to be there and to be part of your life. Maybe even in the smallest way, these are your priorities. You will give them love and attention and you will allow them to be there because you chose them. Going forward, you might revisit your room. You might swap out items. You may gradually add one or two more. As your dreams mature, you'll know what to bring in, and what to invest in. But take your time adding things back in. And whenever you do, you must once again make a promise to put those in the forefront of your life. Just spend the last few moments enjoying the new energy of this space, allowing it to resonate throughout your whole being. And devoting yourself to pursuing your dreams. 
trusting that if it's important to you, you'll find a way. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Ask a Wayfinder. Uh, It's a real honor to be wayfinding with you again, and I look forward to many more episodes of talking about the important things in life and finding peace and calm amidst any storm we find ourselves in. Please do send your letters to askawayfinder at gmail.com. Or call the number to leave a voicemail there. That number is 434-288-0965. You can find Ask a Wayfinder on Instagram. And you can find me, Dana Wheelis, on Facebook under Deer Hawk Healing. That's deer as in the animal, hawk as in the bird, all one word. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one with uh, life coaching or meditation instruction, you can find me at my website, dearhawkhealing.com, or just send me a note on Facebook. I'd love to work with you. Select meditations offered on Ask a Wayfinder are now available on Insight Timer. Just look for my account, Dana Wheelis. And you'll be able to find these alongside others that I've used in my classes and workshops. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. And please take care of yourself, y'all. You deserve it.